In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine. I hope everyone had a great week, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful show today. Today, I hope to give you lots of business tips with our wonderful guest, um, Heather Lettebauer. And um, Heather is the mom owner of Mom for Life, and Mom for Life is at www.momforlife.com. This is a really cool concept. It is an online boutique that specializes in products that are 100% mom-invented and shipped free all over the United States. So coming from an inventor of Glovies, you guys know it's really hard to get your product out there, and Heather has done an incredible job on helping inventors get their products in front of moms. So momforlife.com, it was started in 2003, and um, the unique product line has quickly grown from one product to over 900 useful products since that time. So in just seven years, she got 900 products. Letta Bauer's company was voted the best online baby boutique in 08 and 09 by the Readers of Pregnancy and Newborn magazine and was also awarded the Business of the Year in 2009 by the Mom's Choice Award. So in my mind, Heather is really big time over here. So with a large following of loyal customers and vendors, it is easy to believe that Heather's original goal to offer unique products at great prices with exceptional customer service has proven to be a recipe for success. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to Heather Lattabauer. Good Good morning, Heather. Heather, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. You're doing pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Can you correct it for me? Uh, Laterbore. Laterbore. Okay. So with that in mind, Heather, I am so impressed with um, with what you do. I mean, as an inventor, it truly is hard. It doesn't matter how good your product is. It's so important to, you know, get it out there in front of the public and let people talk about It's all about the buzz also, and I think you do such a great job doing that, you know, for the inventor, especially the mom inventors. So that's Thank what you. makes you so unique. So, Heather, tell me, how did you get started? What made you come up with the idea to do this? Well, it was more just a desire. I wasn't really looking for something specific to get into. I was more initially just looking for something to get out of, and that was to be working full-time outside the home, and my husband and I had always had a goal that once we started having a family, 
I wanted to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. And so I was teaching second grade and found out that I was pregnant and hopefully I was blessed that I was going to have my baby during the summer. And so I had that summer to, to just really mill over ideas of what can I do now because I put in on my resignation that I wasn't going to return the next year. Mm-hmm. And so I just really started thinking and, and praying about what, what I could do that not only would I be able to do from home, ideally at any time um, during the day, but also something that I could have some passion about, something that I could continue to be excited about um, down the road and not just initially because I wanted if I was going to be taking time away from things that I would choose to be doing, I wanted it to be something that I felt had some lasting value. And so there are a lot of opportunities out there for stay-at-home moms, like multi-level marketing type of opportunities, which are great because they're proven and they have a track record and they have a formula for success. But I wasn't so much interested in that because I I just didn't have the passion um, to, uh-huh. to carry that for the long term. And so... So just through a lot of prayer and thinking about it, I realized, well, I, I have a lot of passion for being a mother, and so I was just hoping to find a way to channel that into an avenue that would that would be exciting to me, but that would also help other moms. And so that was how the initial concept developed. So that's great. So now, Heather, what was your first product that you decided to put online? The first product that I carried was um, the New Native Baby Carrier, and we still offer that product today. And I had seen uh, a mom wearing it in our church, and I asked her where she got it because I hadn't seen. It's just a real simple, basic sling design, and I hadn't seen it anywhere. I had registered at Babies R Us, and naively I had kind of assumed that anything that was out there in the baby world could be found at Babies R Us. And she told me that she bought it through a, a mom friend of hers. And so I contacted this mom friend and and asked her if I could get one, and she came over to my house and sold it to me. And I was kind of flabbergasted at the yeah. fact that this mom out of her house was selling a product that she hadn't actually made herself. And so I, I talked to my husband about this, and he said, well, she probably has a a resale license, and she's probably buying it at wholesale and selling it at retail and, and making the profits. And I, I had, that was the first time I had ever put thought to the business world of how people make money. I, I just had never, hadn't ever sat down and thought about the fact that everyone's selling it for the same price, so how are they making any money? Okay, they must be buying it cheaper, and I, it just never really had occurred to me. And so then I started spinning my wheels and thinking, well, if she can do something like that, maybe I could do something like that. And her son had made an off-quick comment saying, yeah, my mom has her own website. And I thought, oh, her own website? Wow, <laughs> people can do that? You know, it was just like, and it was back in 2003, and I'm sure a lot of people had websites back then, but right. it was the first time that I had ever really conceptualized that that would be an option for someone like me, you know, just a person that didn't go to business school or that kind of thing. And so... I started thinking about that more and couldn't get it out of my head, and so I thought, well, I'm going to contact that company and see what it takes to, to sell their slings, and so I did, and, and that was <clears throat> that was how it all began. That so it was really fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, Heather, I love hearing stories like this because they're real, live stories, and they're inspirational, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you had a clear, open mind at that point. Had this all happened um, 
maybe a year before when you were still a school teacher, maybe mm-hmm. it would have gone in one ear and right out the other. Right. And the fact that your mind was so open and you were trying to think of different ways to go into business, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that, wow, when the idea came, all of a sudden the light bulb started going off and that then you led, you know, one foot in front of the other. I'm amazed at the fact that you didn't have a business background because I have a family full of teachers, my brothers, sisters, my dad was a teacher, the whole entire thing, and it's funny to me. They're brilliant. My sister's like a science teacher. She could, you know, practically a scientist. But when it comes to business, she looks at me like I have, you know, two heads. She's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, Marion, you're so much smarter than me, you know. You can be a scientist. She's like, but you don't understand. I don't understand all of that stuff. So, Heather, hats off to you that, you know, you are a teacher, and, you know, lots of teachers are multitaskers, and lots of them can do it, but, you know, some just have a different way of thinking. So, you know, anybody that doesn't have a business background, it could be very daunting. I mean, my brother's a doctor, same concept. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that, you know, with anything, my mother always told me when I was younger, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And even, you know, without that business, background, I love the fact that you just said, nothing's stopping me. I'm going to go ahead. I love this idea, and I'm going to go forward with it. And I love the idea of your show here because I think it capitalizes on the fact that I didn't know what I was doing, but thankfully I was willing to ask questions, and thankfully I was willing to figure out what my strengths were that even though I didn't have specific schooling, what could I do well, and what what was I not so good at? And I, I recognized that I wasn't real good at the the nitty-gritty of the financial aspect of the business, and thankfully my husband was. And so from from early on, he took on the accounting of the taxes for the business and helped me set up, um, you know, an LLC and, and some of that legal stuff that you need to make sure that you have in place so that you don't run into hiccups down the road that you regret. But that wasn't something that, that I wanted to focus my energy on. I was much more interested in the creative aspect of marketing and, and things like that. And so... So to be able to to figure out I can do this, but I can't do that, and I think that's where a lot of business owners can get into trouble is they if they can just they get started and they get so excited, but they they neglect to realize that they don't have to do it all. But if they do, they need to make sure that they're doing it all well, or else they're going to not be able to do the part that they love because the parts that they don't love are bringing them underground. So I think that's yeah. I like your the concept of your show because it's about helping other people and realizing how you can reach out. And there were a lot of other business owners and people that were willing to answer my questions to help me figure out what I did know and what I needed to know to, yeah, to kind of I, get started. I feel the same way that you do, Heather, because here I was. I came up with a concept and I was able mm-hmm. to actually create a product, but I knew absolutely nothing about it. I had a business background, but I didn't know that sourcing agents existed. <laughs> I knew nothing about going in China, and that was like the most incredible experience. I had so much fun going to my factory and actually seeing my product being made and everything. But mm. the, the thing is, I didn't do it on my own. I can't tell you. I was calling pure strangers. I knew, sure. you know, I knew nothing about shipping and um, all the taxes and everything, and I can't tell you how many people were so willing to sit on the phone. Some people sat on the phone for me. I'll never forget the shipping. Um, uh, it was a friend of a friend. This man was retired, but he still sat on the phone with me for an hour and a half, and he kept saying, 
okay, do you understand it? Do you got it? Who can I call to help you? And it's just, it's wonderful. And, um, you know, you're so right. You ask for help when you get, you know, when you need it, and so many people are so willing yeah. to help. And that's the concept of the whole show, Heather, is that there's so many people out there that we right. as business owners, we've learned things along the way that if we can save people time and money with our tips, then um, I think it's it's well worth everyone's time as far as the show goes. But we're going to take a quick break here, Heather. I can't wait to hear more about Mom for Life, and we'll be back shortly. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. The American Rock and Roll Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist, and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine again, and we have Heather Ladebor from Mom for Life. And um, Heather was just telling us the interesting story about how she decided to go into business. And um, Heather, I'd love to for you to tell us a little bit more about the structure of Mom for Life. Okay. Um, well, initially in the beginning, it was something that was obviously very small, and I just had one product, and it was something that I could manage quite easily on my own. And so my goal from the beginning was to to keep it at 
to keep it manageable so that I could do it during my son's nap time or after he went to bed at night because I wanted I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And so for myself, I didn't want my business to take over um, to the point where I couldn't do that anymore. And so that was a personal goal of mine, and I was able to maintain that for a while. Once we started growing into a few products, I realized that something was going to need to change. Either I was going to need to purposely keep the business maintaining at a, a level that it didn't grow any further, or I was going to need to bring in help. And bringing in help was, was the scarier option for me just because it brought in a host of, of new unknowns and more questions that I would need to ask. But at the same time, it, it seemed kind of self-defeating to choose to just maintain and keep a business from growing. And in retrospect, I'm glad that I didn't choose that option because I think it's probably hard to keep a business from growing but also not from dying. Um, and so I had, I chose to, to go the route of, of getting some help. And so I, I sought out my first employee by um, going to um, the church secretary um, that we were, where we were living at the time and asking her if she knew of anyone that needed some part-time work. And she helped me find a lady that was able to come in for a few hours each day. And we were renting um, a two-bedroom house at the time. Actually, it was three bedrooms, and we had one bedroom converted into the office. And then um, she came in and helped out, and I was able to give her some tasks that I didn't feel were essential um, for me to have my hands on. And, and she did a good job, and I was able to figure out just that, that first difficult job of letting go some of your yeah. business and, and releasing the control of it to somebody else, but yet learning the value of doing a good job training somebody um, and not just assuming that they're going to do it the way you want them to do. And so it, it was a good way, I think, to be introduced into being an employer because it was, it was small, it was one person, and it was a few hours a day. And as things grew, then so did my need to increase her hours and eventually um, bring on a second person. And that was when things started getting um, a little bit creative in our home because we had two employees coming in each day and one worked out of our office and then we set up a second workstation in our bedroom and, um, and we had all of our inventory in our closets and under our bed and, and then eventually it started leaking into the garage and eventually the car had to move out of the garage and... Um, and, it, and they were great. I, mean, I will never forget this the ladies so that helped me out at that time because one of them got to work earlier than I woke up. And so getting to work meant letting herself into our house with her own key. And then she would sneak into my bedroom and get my laptop. And then she would sneak out into the living room and she would get started on emails. And then and, and she was fantastic. Her name was Becca. And if and by this time I had two kids. And if one of my kids woke up, and they would go into the living room. She would help get them, you know, a sippy cup full of milk and maybe get, I mean, she would help me with the kids a little bit too, and she was just uh-huh. really fantastic. And then we eventually got to the point where we were having to crawl over a packing table as we got out of bed to, to get ready in the morning, and we couldn't find our things because our closets were full of product and stuff. And so at that point was when we knew that we were ready to take the next step and and move Mom for Life into its own facility. And so... We, we moved from Southern California to Northern Idaho, oh, and wow. we have a, a shop now on our property that has all of our inventory, and we have one employee, um, Sarah, who does a fantastic job with 
order processing, and she works from location. And we have four other employees that work, um, well, one that works part-time, and then we have uh, three ladies that work from home. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they work from home doing various things. And so it, it has definitely been a process of growing and figuring out, and it's always changing what the best way is to do things and how to keep things running smoothly and how to keep us all connected despite the fact that we're in different locations. Yeah, I think that that is just so great, Heather. I love the idea that you hire other moms to help you out. Um, I love the idea that you have a customer service rep that has her own dedicated line in her house, and you can just call over there. And um, she had mentioned to me that the way you guys communicate is through weekly um, meetings. Mm-hmm. We have meetings. Yeah. Go ahead, Heather. Do you want to tell us about that? Sure. How do you do that? You do that through Skype? We have... Well, we communicate daily through Skype if we have quick questions that we want to ask, and, and that's been a really useful tool for us um, beside email because of the, the method of just being instantaneous. And then we set up meetings, and they vary a little bit. Sometimes they're every two weeks. Sometimes they're every three weeks. It depends um, on, on how much we need to talk about and what we need to figure out. But we'll, we'll have a physical meeting here at my house um, every two or three weeks with the exception of um, one employee that lives in Denver. But the other ones live close enough that we're all able to come physically and meet here. And then we go over what our upcoming promotions are going to be, and we review in person the different products that we're considering and and try them out and get feedback and take them home to try them out and that kind of thing. And so it's helpful to have that face-to-face connection so that we, we can stay connected personally and relationally in addition to, to working together. I feel like that's, that's an important um, part of the puzzle and, and staying to, as a, a cohesive yeah. team. I agree with you, Heather. I mean, there's a lot of talk now about virtual assistants, and I'm dying to try one. Um, but the thing is, I love what you do because your model is it's not an all or nothing. It sounds mm-hmm. like you're able to do, you outsource some, and then I love the fact that you guys all get together because I don't know. I personally need that comfort zone to see mm-hmm. my employees in front of me, so sure. we can communicate. So right. I think that works out really, really well. Yeah. So, um, so Heather, so now you have the business established and everything. Looking back, what was your biggest challenge? Mm. Well, um, a big challenge was was the the growth process and figuring out when to when to move to Idaho. Um, that had been a goal early on, and my husband had kind of said to me, and I don't know how serious he was in the beginning because it was, I think he was probably serious because he's always been a, a constant cheerleader for me, but early on when I had like two products sitting on my shelf, he said, well, you know, we want to move to the Northwest. If Mom for Life does well, we'll be able to reach that goal sooner, and I really wasn't excited about staying in Southern California, mm-hmm. and okay. I had grown up in the Northwest um, in Washington, and I just kind of longed to get back here, and especially once we were starting to have kids, and so that was a, a good fire under me to say, well, okay, then <laughs> let's get going, and so I had this goal before me of, of moving to Idaho, you know, and I was just really excited to work toward that, and so the, the process of of figuring out how to be an employer and how to 
how to manage my business in a way that it didn't overwhelm me and that I didn't have to, because there are a lot of nights, and I'm, I'm confident that I'm not alone in this, there were many nights that I didn't go to bed until 2 a.m. because I was answering emails and, and still doing a lot of it on my own and trying to figure right. out what if I could do things differently and a specific time rings out in my mind that I was sending an email to someone else. And the funny thing about it is because a lot of other moms are in that position, you can get email replies at 2 a.m. from another stay-at-home mom that's How also funny. working at that time. You know? How funny is but, uh, that, Heather? But I then when you find out that when I say, oh, wow, you're up late, and then eventually they say, oh, no, I'm up early. I'm on the East Coast. And then I realize I haven't gone to bed yet, and now I'm communicating to someone that's gotten up on the East Coast for their morning, and I haven't right. gone to bed at night. That's a sign to me that something needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because I belong to the Mom Entrepreneur Support Group. Are you part okay. of that, Heather? You know, I'm going to have to look it up because I, I that name sounds familiar, and I might yeah. have just recently looked at it, but I'm not Tracy sure. Tracy Bisson um, yeah. okay. is doing it, and it really is a great thing. And mm-hmm. it's so funny because, like yourself, I was doing burning the midnight oil, mm-hmm. and the problem was I was just, um, I had a full-time nanny, and recently I decided my kids are getting a little older. My youngest is three. And I said, you know what, maybe I can just switch gears here and, uh, you know, kind of do a different juggling act. Everything's Mm -hmm. changing in our lives, you know, constantly. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is to be flexible. So I have switched my hours now where I'm now getting up at 5 in the morning Mm -hmm. to try to get work done before the kids get up. And But it's just so funny. When I was working, you know, at 1 o'clock in the morning, I'd be on that mom entrepreneur support group you know, mm-hmm. that she has a little chat box now, and I'd be chatting with, like, five other moms. And yeah. it's so funny. And then one by one you see everybody nodding off, like, okay, i got to go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's really, really, um, it's funny. I mean, the multitasking, this morning I was running around trying to get things done because um, I have a luncheon to go to, and I am just like, holy mackerel, can I just not... Um, <laughs> have to multitask so much. I think I was doing three things mm-hmm. at the same time. But, yep. you know, that's the life of a mom entrepreneur. And uh, mm-hmm. it was kind of funny just the other day. My girlfriend looked at me and she said to me, I have to tell you, I don't think you would have been happy if you didn't have your business and mm-hmm. do everything else because my mind is always working. And when she mm-hmm. said that, I just realized this. said, you know what, I'd probably – be bored if my kids were at school. What would I be doing yeah. all day? So sure. mm-hmm. I'm pleased with the decision to have done that. But, um, yeah, so it looks like you have a truly busy, busy life. So we're just <laughs> going to come up to, um, we're coming up on a commercial now. And we, when we come back, I'd love to know a little bit more about um, how you marketed your company in the beginning, Heather. You know, how did you get the word out there that you existed and um, I'm sure a lot of it was word word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we'll talk about more a little more about um, the awards that you got. I mean, that's big time. <laughs> you got some really big awards. So we'll be back shortly. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. 
inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com, 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we have Heather Ladebor here from Mom for Life. And Heather... Um, thanks for giving us such a great background on your business and how you got started. But um, I'd like to switch gears a little here, and I'd like to talk a little bit about um, how did you go about marketing your business in the beginning? That's my first question to you. My second question is, what has been your most successful form of marketing? Okay. Well, in the beginning, um, I started out by selling on eBay, and so I had this the sling that I talked about that I wanted to have be my first product. And my husband um, had started getting into eBay himself, and so he encouraged me <clears throat> to consider that as my venue of sales. And so we looked up on eBay to see what were, the, what were these slings selling for and could I make a profit based on what I was buying them for. And at the time, um, that looked like a good a good possibility. So we placed <clears throat> our initial order. I think we had to order five. And so those came in, and, and I started with just the most common size and color that um, most people would order and listed those on eBay. And it was so exciting. It was like, <laughs> you know, you, like you have this new baby. It's obviously not the same, but you want to keep checking on it and seeing how it's doing, you know. So if I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I'd I'd quit going to the office and I'd turn on my computer and I'd look up eBay and look at my, my auctions and see how many people were watching it and what it was bid up to. And then I'd shut it down and go back to bed. And, you know, it was like this little, little so thing funny. that was just fun to watch it grow, you know. And, and so as soon as an order would come in, I actually, I was so excited about it that I would send the product with my husband to work. And he worked um, conveniently located across from the post office in town. And so... I would send them all packaged, ready to go, but without a ship-to address on them um, because I knew that they were ending that day. And then when they 
when they sold, I would send him an email with the shipping address of who bought it, and so he could put it in the mail during his lunch hour. Oh, great. So I was, I was very, <laughs> very determined that I would have good <laughs> customer service, and that was really important for me, for me from the start, and I wanted people to get their stuff right away and know that I was shipping it out that minute, you know, type of a thing. And uh-huh. so I was blessed that he was willing to, to support me in that way and spend his lunch hour in line at the post office. But um, so that was, I would say, <clears throat> pivotally important from the beginning is I was sure that no matter where my business went, that customer service was going to be something that I would focus on and that I would do everything that I could within my power to make sure that customers had a good experience, one that they'd want to tell their friends about. And that I, I have learned that that good customer service doesn't mean that nothing will go wrong with their order. It doesn't mean that everything will always be flawless, but it means that, that we represent people that care and we want their order to end up being one that they want to tell their friends about. And so we will do everything we can to rectify a situation if it goes wrong, but ideally everything will go right. And so, um, so that was kind of a core concept from the beginning. And so starting on eBay, I would... Uh, just my, I started being creative about, okay, I'm on eBay, but so are a lot of other people. I'm not the only okay. one selling, and I'm certainly not the only one, one that can buy these slings and sell them on eBay. So it started occurring to me that, that this avenue of sales might quickly deplete if a hundred other moms quickly decide, oh, I want to sell this sling, and I want to sell it on eBay. And then all of a sudden, the supply and demand and the de- would, would cause us all to go out of business. And so... I had the idea to contact um, the companies that I was working with and arrange to to be their exclusive seller on eBay. And so uh-huh. they were, at that time, eBay was still, in my opinion, new enough that companies weren't sure if they wanted to be on board with it or not. If, did they want their products sold on eBay or did they want to stay out of it entirely? And so I found that they were willing to let me be their exclusive seller because I was coming in at this point with um, 100% positive feedback and a good amount of experience. I, I don't think this idea occurred to me right away, but it was within the first year. They had a lot of feedback, and, and they felt comfortable saying, okay, we'll go ahead and do the eBay thing, but we'll do it just with you, and so we have one contact, and we can be assured that you won't sell our product below this price or whatever if that was important to them. Or We could kind of work out the terms of how their products okay. would be marketed on eBay. Mm-hmm. And then I could be assured that, that I would not have an, so much competition that all of a sudden my business model was going to crumble before me. And so that worked out really well in the beginning. And then I just focused hard on, on marketing to my eBay customers. When they ordered from me, I would send them a thank you email and I would offer them a generous discount if they returned. And I started to realize the value that having my own website would provide for me. And so we, we set up a real rudimentary website that was very ugly and um, (laughs) but it was free my husband you know God planned it that my husband was into computers and he knew technology and so he was able to set up something very rudimentary for us to get going and so I I would offer these generous discounts if customers would place their second order on my website and um, so that was in the beginning kind of my only terms of um, marketing to people. But Heather, and, what was your formula that you were allowed to offer a generous discount? Like you still had to make money. I had to make money, but at that point I wasn't yet offering free shipping. 
And so that made a huge difference. And so basically what I was probably doing was offering a discount that was about equal to free shipping. And um, I think it was maybe 20% of the time. And in the beginning, I have to remember that I wasn't, numbers was not my strong point. And so there, there probably were times where I was not being wise with my, so my generousness. So you stuff away, right? Yeah, and I, I still have to, I have to keep an eye on that because my tendency is to be, to be generous or to want to make sure the customer is taken care of. And, and I feel like on a one-on-one basis, if, if needed, that's, that's always allowed for if, if you need to make sure that the customer is happy. But you can't do it as a business model or you won't stay in business. Right. Um, but later we transitioned to, to focusing more on, okay, we've got a business going now. I have a website, and my goal was to transition my business to the website and away from eBay. Um, and so as I started working toward that, we started feeling out my niche a little bit more and saying, okay, what, who am I going to be on, online? What is, what's going to differentiate my business from others because I'm not the only mom doing this and what's going to make me unique? And so we ended up settling on, I want to offer mom-invented products exclusively, and I want that to be my focus. And once I got that focus, then, okay, I realized that when I shop online, what do I, what do I like and what don't I like? And I didn't like the, the way that you can so easily go to a website, but you have no idea who you're ordering from and who's the owner of the business. And um, there might not even be a phone number to contact them, and there's no picture, and the About Us page is very general. Um, and that's not always the case, but it happens a lot. And so I thought, that's something that I want to be different about my website. So I wanted there to be pictures of me, and I wanted there to be pictures of the mom inventors, and I wanted to have their story on their page with the product that they invented, and I wanted to have my story on my About Us page. And I wanted them to be able to contact us and talk to a person. And, um, and then I thought, you know, I hate that I, I go on a website and I see something that's a good price, but I have to put it in my shopping cart and maybe I have to give them my address and I have to jump through all these hoops before I can really find out how much money they're going to take from me because I don't know what their shipping costs are yet. So I thought, good grief, let's figure out if I can afford to offer free shipping to all U.S. customers and just make that a blanket thing. No minimum purchase to get their free shipping or whatever. Let's just see if we can do it as, as a business model. And um, so we worked through that for a while and um, decided that we could go ahead with that. And that certainly does cut a, a lot out of our profits because for the most part, we, we do our best to not mark up the retail price of a product to just pad, you know, like shipping is a hidden cost or something. Right. And so... Um, we only mark it up if we have to in order to make the minimum profit that we need in order to, to keep, make sure that we stay in business. Um, so for a lot of products, it is truly free shipping, and we have the same suggested retail price as another website. So that but, um, have, you must have seen a big um, increase in your orders by offering the free shipping. I know so many people just love the concept of free shipping because yeah. – you know, just the concept of getting into the car and going to one of the big baby retail stores, just saving all that time, effort, gas. Right. And I would just think that a lot of moms at home with babies, newborns, you know, pregnant moms, they probably love the fact that they don't have to pay shipping and they'd rather do it through you than, you know, get in the car and go to the store. Definitely. Yeah, and I think it builds a trust factor too. I'm hoping that, you know, it's not... It, it's just that concept that we're not hiding anything. We're not hiding our shipping costs. We're not hiding who we are, you know, and I think 
it's really important to establish that trust um, online because that you're giving them a lot of information about you when you order, and you need to be sure that that's going to be treated, you know, with respect. And, and so I think it, it did prove to be a good move for us, and I'm, I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, okay, so that sounds great. So now you have this wonderful website. You've got your business model down. You've got your employees hired. And how do you get the word out that Mom for Life exists on the web or anywhere? Mm -hmm. I think, in general, it's doing a 100 little things really well. It's not any one thing that I was like, wow, if I hadn't done that, I never would have grown. Um, So it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it was, so to speak. Uh But, um, But some of the factors that went into it was start on eBay because eBay already had people coming to look for the products that we were selling. And then we could market to our customers and let them know about our website and we could have an About Us page that pointed to our website. So in the beginning, that was really the only form of marketing that we had. Um, There was a lot of word of mouth, which is always great to have um, from those customers and through like chat boards and message boards and things like that, that people would share our website. And then over time, um, I remember a few years ago starting to hear a lot about blogs and that businesses should have blogs. And so I remember looking into that and thinking, well, don't really know what it is yet, but I'll go ahead and start one and figure it out as I go. (laughs) And so I started our blog, and and that that created a way for customers to stay in contact with us on a regular basis. They wanted to sign up to get our blog post through email and that kind of thing. And then having our newsletter as an option, if you sign up for our newsletter, you can get 5% off all future purchases. And granted, 5% doesn't sound like a lot, but in addition to our free shipping, it really, it's, you're getting a good, a good deal when you order from us. And so um, we have a lot of people that are willing to sign up for our newsletter and let us stay in contact with them to let, us, to let them know about new products or our giveaways on our blog or sales or specials or things like that. And so that allowing customers allowing us to stay in regular contact with them so we can stay yeah. you know, on their mind and then hopefully we come to mind when they're needing something for themselves or for a friend has been really helpful. I love the idea of the newsletter. We'll talk a bit more about that when we come back from our break. Thanks so much, Evan. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. 
Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning into greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, we're back with our last segment of Paying It Forward with Heather Ladebor from Mom for Life. And um, Heather, do you just want to tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you before we, you know, finish up our interview? Sure. Um, on our website, mom the number four life.com, there's a contact us link at the top of the page. And if you click on that, it'll give you several different options so that you can choose what works best for you. You can contact us through email or you can call our 1-800 number, 1-800-928-4905. You can sign up for our newsletter list. Um, and we have three different newsletter options and they go out at different um, times and it indicates that for you depending on how much you want to hear from us. We have a Facebook fan page, and we have a Twitter account, and then we also have our blog that you're able to subscribe to. So hopefully one of those options is a communication method that works best, and so choose what, choose what works for you, and we'll stay in touch. Okay, perfect. So now, Heather, let's talk about social media. Um, you were just mentioning about the newsletter. Like, how does one find the time to really write the blogs, write the newsletters, keep on top of the Facebook fan page. Do you have any suggestions as far as that goes? <laughs> That's a good question. It, can, it, it is time-consuming. And so I would suggest that people um, try to figure out what is something reasonable that they can commit to and start with that. And don't... Um, don't start by saying I'm going to send out a weekly newsletter and then realize that they can't really keep up with that. So some months it's two newsletters and some months it's four and some months it's one because then the customers have no idea what to expect from you and you kind of appear flaky and unreliable. Um, if you can only commit to one newsletter a quarter, then do that and do it well. Um, and then over time, if you want to grow that to being more frequent, then let your customers know that and then move forward with confidence. But um, for myself, I started with um, a monthly newsletter, and that's one that that we send out um, usually at the very beginning of the month or the first Monday of the month. And then we have a weekly newsletter that talks about 
what product we have um, that, on our blog that we're giving away for the week and what product is going to be our focus product that's on sale for the week. And then we have a newsletter that we send out that's more periodic that talks about what new products we've added to the website. And I've utilized um, my customer service assistant and my assistant that adds new products to the website quite heavily recently to help me put the content of those newsletters together. And we found it really helpful to create a yearly calendar in Google, um, Google Calendar, and it's a calendar that we can all access together. And we each um, indicate on there kind of what are, the, what are the holidays coming up and what are the, you know, we've got National Breastfeeding Month and things like that that we want to specifically gear our specials towards so that it, it flows in a way that makes sense throughout the year. And if we're going to be doing a Mother's Day promotion in May, then we need to start working on that um, in March and figuring out the details. And so kind of laying out a, a framework for the year that we don't, we're not always behind in trying to catch up, but saying instead, okay, so now let's look at Father's Day promotion. That's what we're working on now. And so it feels really good to have, and that's not something that we did right away. And that's, not, uh -huh. you know, we've kind of worked toward that. But that's helped a lot just to kind of have a calendar that, that you're knowing what, what things are coming up that you want to promote. And ideally, if you're not the one that's going to be writing the newsletter, or if you don't want to do it, do you have someone that can do a good job with that? And then I always, for our, monthly newsletter, I'll write the intro part at the top so that, so that it is still coming from a personal perspective, but I'm not necessarily the one that types every word, you know, in the, in the newsletter because, because I don't have time to do that, but I want... Okay, Heather, you're, you're starting to sound like Oprah now. Now <laughs> 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 Oprah writes her, her intro and her final, but that sounds really well, really good because you're so right. There's only a certain amount of hours and minutes in the day. So to get somebody who's really talented, who can stay on top of that, who might be a really good writer, and to have you at the top that can review it and, yeah. you know, pull it all together, I think that's, that's brilliant. That's so smart. So, um, all right, Heather, let's talk about the different ways that you might um, be able to pay it forward. Do you have any other business tips that you might have up your sleeve that you'd like to share with us? That's a good question. I think that each business model is probably set up in a different way that they have ways of paying it forward, but I think that it's really a, a responsibility, in my opinion, for all business owners to find um, a cause that they can support. And ideally, I think it's nice if it's a local, um, if it's a local endeavor that they can come behind. And for ourselves, um, we support our local Open Arms uh, Pregnancy Care Center. And they're located um, in a town that's real close to us, and they, they have open doors to women that are in a crisis situation for pregnancy or need help or advice or supplies. And, um, and they mentor women and give them support and prayer. And that's something that I feel not only does it fall in line with the business model of the type of website that I have, but I, I feel that children are a gift from God, and we need to to try and equip mothers to, to know how to be good mothers. And it's not something that we ne necessarily know um, from the start. And so to have that mentoring, just like we're talking about in business, a mother needs to have someone that they can go to to ask for help or advice or suggestions, and they need to be able to, to get those questions answered. And so I, 
I want that for other moms. And so I wanted to support an organization that was offering that. And so I think if a company can figure out something that fits with their business model that they can support and mm-hmm. give some of their proceeds to or their volunteers some time with or give some of their product or their service to that company, I think that's really smart and it yeah. makes sense. I love that idea, Heather. And um, the whole idea of mentoring is just so, so important. I was just reading an article not too long ago how, you know, the moms that are staying at home that are running their own businesses, that they really should try to incorporate the local high school students to bring Mm -hmm. them into their business. And you don't have to pay a ton of money. And, yes, it does take time out of your busy day. But to think about how much you are helping these individuals through mentoring, that I'm sure these children go on through life and will always remember that experience of how they helped a startup business really come to life. And um, I do, I love that whole idea of mentoring. So um, that's a great, great pay it forward. What else, Heather? I know that um, you have some personal ways of paying it forward also. Um, Well, we were kind of talking a little bit about social media. And to go back to my blog, I think that something that has been helpful with my blog is just being willing to be transparent about who you are and for myself, who I am as a mom and what my struggles are. And certainly none of us are perfect, but it's easy to maybe portray that um, when you can choose what information to give. And um, so for myself, I wanted to be able to, to be open about who I am, about what values are important to me. Um, Part of who I am and my business is that I'm a Christian, and my relationship with God is important, and I feel like God has blessed my business, and so I feel like it would be unfair to leave him out of it and not to, and not to be willing to be open about that. And a few years ago, two years ago, um, I had a stillbirth um, of our third child, and that was a really um, deep valley to walk through, and I felt like yeah. more than ever it was such a blessing that I had that support of employees to fall back on because at that point I'm quite confident that my business would have crumbled if it was fully reliant on me at that point. Um, So not only was I able to step back from the day-to-day business part of Mom for Life, but I was able to to journal about what was going on in my heart and what what I was struggling with or what I was learning um, and through, through that journey of grief, I was able to, to be open about it on my blog, and I wasn't intending to do that from the start. I intended just to kind of let people know, hey, this is what's going on in my life, and this is probably why you won't maybe be hearing from me as much. And, and I got such overwhelming positive support and feedback from people that I, I just felt safe in continuing, you know, that journaling process, and it was really therapeutic for me, and I found that people were really willing to let me share and to be open to listening. And and I feel like it strengthened the relationship between my readers and myself and really helped me work through that process of grief um, in a a tangible way. Well, Heather, I have goosebumps because when I was reading your blog, I'm sure there were a lot of people out there that just had tears in their eyes. And you write so eloquently. It's just... um, 
so moving, and you could tell that you were writing from the heart. And it was, I just can't even imagine going through such a heartache in life. But, you know, you turned it around and said, it just seems to me that you just said, I'm going to help other people out there. Somebody else has to go through this. I want them to see how I handled it and how you're a survivor. And um, I think that has a lot to do with you as a person today on how you can be so strong and so well-grounded. And I love the fact that you really did pay it forward with your readers and with so many people by sharing that personal experience. So thanks for sharing that with my listeners here today, too. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think that it's something, again, that in all areas, we don't want to feel like we're walking something alone. And if you go through a grieving process, you can easily feel isolated and you don't know if what you're feeling is normal or what other people feel. And so I started to see that you feel like any good that can come of your tragedy brings redemption to the situation. And so I really wanted to to give opportunity for those redemption moments to take place. And so I I think you're right. You want to you want to help other people because in that you feel like it, it's not all in vain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, what a great show we had today. We're just coming up to the end of our show, but I want to tell you, Heather, I think one of the best pieces of advice that you had given today, well, I have two written down here. It seems to me that the success of your business is based on good customer service, which I think is great, And also the fact of doing 100 little things really well gets you to to success also. So I love those tips, and I want to thank you so much for all of your wonderful tips um, for paying it forward this week. And, Heather, thank you so much for getting up so early today (laughs) to do my interview. Thank you. Thanks for being a good excuse, Josephina. It was great talking with you. I appreciate it. Thanks again, Heather. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons.